Golden Knights having great success so far this year. Um, does that put any pressure on you guys to succeed? In this Who are the Golden Knights? No, the only pressure is, is that the sniping of people saying you got to do as good as them. It's just good. Uh, Vegas is treating us well, and I think the record doesn't show how hard that we work, and it's tough in that way, but it's good for us in the inner circle to understand what we have going on in Vegas, and if we just continue to trust and believe in each other, the sky's the limit for this team, and I'm just, I'm blessed to be a part of it. Uh, you know, our expectations maybe at the start of the season were a little unrealistic. Man, we're not even worried about the playoffs right now. What we do, what we do, we take it week by week. We just gotta, we gotta worry about next week. You start looking ahead and you start looking over people, you might not be able to make it. That being said, to me, Urban Meyer is one of the lowest pieces of garbage there is on this earth. You are tuned in to Straight Bet Sports live on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. That's right, baby. We are back. You already know what it is. I am your host, Jose V. We are coming to you live from downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Here in the one and only Gorilla Cross Radio Studios. We greatly appreciate you joining in and tapping in with us today. Brand new time, same show, same place. 4 p.m., just a little past 4 p.m. today. You guys are used to watching us at 9 p.m. here on the West Coast. Midnight on the East Coast. So we said, you know what? We're going to pull it back just a bit. We have a lot of people on the East Coast that like to watch the show. They like to chime in, but they can't do it live because it's too late for them. So we said, let's pull it back a bit. Let's give us a little bit earlier time here on the West Coast, but also enough time for the people on the West Coast to chime in and jump in with us. Let me go ahead and introduce my co-host as he is every single Wednesday night. My guy, EMB, was good. My man, how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. 4 p.m. feels nice. <laughs> right? Big, big difference from yeah, 9 p.m., yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, still light I'm still, outside, I'm not still too dark. on graveyard, so the nighttime fatigue still sets in a little bit, but it's it's nice being up and around during the day, man. So now, I feel good. Now, you don't see any sponsors. You don't see any things like that, but obviously we do have sponsors, and we have quiet ones this time. We have people that decided to fund the show behind the scenes and said, Jose, we love what you and Ian are doing. We want you back at Gorilla Cross in the studio. Here it is. Let's make it happen. So we decided to come back and sign Thank you for Quan59 for allowing us to come back into the studio and sign in once again. Somebody took our time slot, but I'm grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm very grateful yeah. for that. I'm not upset whatsoever because a new time slot is good for us. A little bit of refreshment, start over again, but continue what we were doing, but change it up a bit. We got a guest today, which you got, Ian. Thank you so much for doing that and going out of your way, man. You said you wanted to do a little more. You did it, so I appreciate you. We got another one locked in for next week. We got... I'm not going to say it just yet. We're going to talk about it later on the show. But without further ado, let's just jump right into it real quick, my guy. Absolutely. We have someone in the studio. We wanted to bring in someone that is kind of tailored to the show that we already do. We have a lot of MMA fighters. We've had a lot of boxers in the show. So why not bring another action fighter in the studio, right? So, Ian, since you decided to get this gentleman, since you made it happen, I'm going to let you introduce our guest for the show here this evening. But before we do so, I got to do what I do every single week, right? We're back now on Gorilla yeah. Cross Radio. Press that like, drop that comment, press that share button, and we'll go from there. Let everyone know what it is you are tuned into today. Remember, we are live on all Gorilla Cross Radio platforms, on the YouTube, the Twitter, the Facebook, and if not, go on the website, GorillaCross.com, and also download the app today on all app stores, 702-608-3259. You want to give us a call throughout the show? Maybe you got a question for our guest today. Go ahead and give us a call. And if not, maybe it's about the sports topics we're going to talk about later or something you want to talk about. Please hit us up and follow us and follow the station and the show on all Gorilla Cross Radio platforms. But Ian, go ahead. Take it off, my man. All right. So we have pro MMA fire Ernesto Rodriguez. Starboy, right? That's yes, your nickname? Yes, Starboy. Right, so you got to say it right. <laughs> How'd that come in, man? Um, How you doing? You good? I'm doing great, man. It's my pleasure, guys. Invite me to the show. I feel great. Um, Starboy came out because um, the, the weekend song, Starboy. Okay. Uh, That's what I was going to ask you, too. Is yeah. it because of that? Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, because of that, I feel like I was living at that time the same lifestyle as that guy. Like, okay. many girls around, you okay. know? Like, All pretty right. good-looking guys. So, <laughs> definitely, and definitely. At same, and at the same time, humble. fighting, you know? So, yeah, humble, yeah. Humble, so... And that's how it came out, man. And I feel like you really last, like matched with the with the audience. Like every time I go out of the fight, like people say, "Oh, who's the star boy?" Definitely. And definitely. when I put that song on, so everybody just stand okay. up. And you gotta create that persona, right? Yeah. Exactly. You gotta let people know who you are, exactly. and you gotta create a stamp early, especially right now earlier, in the beginning part yeah, of your career. Your career, yeah, yeah. So I saw some of your MMA fights previous to you becoming pro. We're gonna talk about all your fights and all that, but we're gonna talk about a little bit more about you, about how it became to you being where you're at right now. I mean, we were talking about it previous 
Um, you've been in the States about six years, six you say, years, give or yeah. take. Originally from Cuba, Cubano. Cuba, yeah. Exactly. But you're here now. You're a citizen. I'm a citizen. You said it. You've come a long way. A long Talk way, about man. your journey a little bit, how it was for you going through, coming here, getting your citizenship, working, and now being a pro MMA being fighter. A pro, yeah. Uh, I used to wrestle in Cuba, man. Okay. I freestyle. Okay. And since I, since I was six years old, okay. I was kind of forced, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't like it at the beginning. My dad just pushed me into it. And I, I started, like, getting first place in tournaments, second places, and I started liking it, man. Okay. And my dad always told me, like, uh, you're gonna you're gonna gonna be grateful with me like you're gonna see you're gonna love it you're gonna be good keep you're going. gonna see why yeah yeah Definitely. and then um and then i moved to the states i wanted to keep doing wrestling i wanted to go to college but my trunk trips they were not that good okay so i just dropped it to mma it's a professional sport you make money you're in the streets like you can do a lot of a lot of things at the same time and that's what i've been doing i started working as a security first okay didn't work uh it was too much too many hours for me and then i wanted like spend time training and stuff okay so that's why i decided to be a bartender okay and yeah it's been good man like i work five six hours sometimes make good money just to provide for my mma career okay now yeah. why why become an mma fighter because it's the smoothest the, the smoothest transfer from, from wrestling, being wrestling, 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 wrestling gotcha. to mma okay. yeah um like if you see most of the ufc champions they're all coming from wrestling kamaru usman volkanovski yeah. yeah. uh khabib so they got that pretty dominant style on the cage. So, so when did you make the transfer over from wrestling to jujitsu? I was because it's jujitsu, right? That's the discipline that you mainly uh, focus on. Or um, focus now on Muay Thai. Okay. Muay Thai. Jujitsu okay. is not that hard when you already have that wrestling base. Gotcha. Okay. It's gotta add the, the submissions, but it's it's easier to start doing jujitsu after you are done wrestling before. And yeah, what I'm my main focus right now is my stand up. Like Muay Thai, kickboxing, boxing, just to be a more completely fighter. More complete fighter. Yeah. Okay. So I, I saw after one of your fights, they were interviewing you, asking you questions, and I don't know the exact words that you used, but you said something like, "I'm originally from Cuba, but I'm here now. I represent the U.S. It gave me my opportunity." Talk about how tough it is coming from Cuba and what opportunities you have been given here. It is tough, man. It is tough. It's uh like especially with the language, man. Like you said two different languages, Spanish and English. Yeah. And then uh, coming a long way is uh, like different way, like the country. And I'm, I'm proud to be a U.S. citizen because this is the country that actually gave me the opportunity to to do what I what I love to do and to represent even my country. And I represent the United States too when I go to fight. So yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful with the United States. So I always represent both. And I can't wait for my next fight to walk out with both of flags. So. Definitely, definitely. Okay. Now, do you have any family out here at all? Or is all it just my yourself? family, I say my dad, man. Really? Got my that's little a, brother in awesome, town for bro. summer. Okay. Uh, my mom, my cousins, they're all in Miami. You okay. know where the Cubans are. Yeah. And in Miami con todos los cubanos. Con todos los cubanos, yeah. <laughs> so I'm the only one here follow my dream, man. Okay. And, awesome. and they support... You, they support. I mean, my mom, she doesn't like it that much. Yeah. You know how moms are. But, <laughs> they don't want yeah. you to get hurt yeah. and everything. Yeah. <laughs> but my cousins, they love what I do yeah. and they support me a lot, man. And my dad, he's very proud of me and that's what I feel. Gotcha. Once very again, it, you are tuning to Straight Bet Sports live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Jose V, EMB, Quan 59 in the studio. We got Ernesto, star boy Rodriguez, hanging out with us in the studio. Professional MMA fighter. Three and one so far on his young career, but he did go undefeated as an amateur. A lot of the ranks that he's been up on have been the Tough Enough circuit. Tough Enough tough is enough. very, very huge out here in Las Vegas and, and just in the MMA scene in general. But you also come out of a gym that's very, very popular, popular. for creating a lot of champions. You come yep. out of Extreme Couture. Talk about being part of that family and how it is to train at that gym. It feels great, man, to surround, be surrounded by champions like Francis Ngannou, Dan Ige, Strickland just for last weekend. It feels great, like it give you that extra push, like, I mean, you're in the right place, just keep going, keep going nonstop, you're gonna be there. And it feels great. I started, since I since day one, I started Extreme Couture. Uh, I feel like it's a, it's a gym that really matched with my style because Randy yeah. Couture used to be a wrestler. Yeah. And I'm a wrestler too, so it really matched with my, with my, with my fighting style. So another thing that I saw about your fights, that it, I, I told you I was up late last night. I, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna yeah, do some man. research. You, you know, I, I gotta I gotta make sure I'm sharp for what's going on here. But sure. people don't compare you to this individual. They compare you to his style. 
every fight that I've watched, every announcer is saying the Khabib style, the Khabib style, the Khabib. He, he's he, that style that he has. Yeah. It's like Khabib. But no one, no one, which I respect, no one is comparing you to that individual. Yeah. You have to get there. No disrespect, but you, yeah. you will eventually. I know you will get there. But after watching every single fight that I saw from your from your amateur days to now your pro days, you have that style. That bell rings and you're on top of your opponent already bringing them to the ground. You're already on the ground doing what you got to do, grappling, holding them down. And, and your ground game is impeccable. It's, it's impeccable, awesome, bro. Yeah. If I'm being honest with you, it is great. And when you bring guys up, the power that you have and not only your upper body, but <laughs> yeah. your legs to the be able to body. slam yeah, these you, guys, you bro. That's where your wrestling yeah, background comes in, That's the right? wrestling background, yeah. man. That's the that's the freestyle background there. I, I feel like it's inside of me. Like I, It just come out natural, man. I've been doing it for my whole life. And if you see like Russians and Cubans, they got the same styles really? wrestling. So, and that's yeah, man. I don't like to be compared with anybody, but I'm, I'm myself. But I, I feel like I feel proud when they compare my style with Khabib's style Correct. because it's, it's been so dominant in the sport, Absolutely. man. Absolutely great so fighter. Made me feel great. So let let's talk about the one defeat that you did have, uh, Richie Lewis, right? Yeah. So. What did you take from that fight? How was your mindset going into that fight? And what are you doing to like get better to make sure that doesn't happen again? And oh. there, there was a lot of trash talking leading yeah, up to that fight. Yeah. So I don't know talking, what you have to say yeah, about that. I learned, I learned a lot from that, from that loss, man. I actually got my whole arm tattooed because that loss. So okay, it's I was whole, wondering where the tattoo yeah, came from because yeah. some of the fights you had no tattoo. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have any tattoo before that fight, man. Okay. I just made my whole arm because that loss. Um, mindset, but I wasn't there, man. Like, my body was there, but my mind wasn't there. Uh, especially because the old trash talking, like, I don't, I wasn't used to it, you know what I'm saying? And then I was like, I was still young, and then uh, his coaches were all behind behind all that trash talk. They they knew me before because I went there, I trained one day. Okay. And they, they knew me, and so they, they set up all that fight because they knew I was that good. So you said that you trained one day. Now, yeah. I saw an interview that he did. Yeah. He said that you were part of his gym, no, and then that you started wolfing no. and talking back. So you were only there one time? One time. I just, I just <laughs> went there to okay. check it out because I, like a few of my buddies from Cuba. And this was in Miami, right? Yeah, I was in Miami, okay, yeah. exactly. How I'm part of the gym if I, if I, don't, I don't even live there, you know what I'm saying? I live here. Because he was, he, I mean, yeah. he, he said that you were snake in grass. And, and, like, if you just read the interview, it really sounded like, like you said, it was like you were part of his family. No, like, no, like, not at all, he, man. He grew up with I, you. Or no, no. Okay, I was so, actually, yeah, I was actually visiting Miami and two of my buddies, they trained there with them. And they said, hey, come over. Just, okay. just train one day. Okay. I went there. I trained. And then his coach, he saw me. I was that good. Okay. He wanted me to be part of that gym. Okay. But I'm saying, oh, man, I have my gym in Vegas. I live in Vegas. Yeah. I have my whole life in Vegas. Why are we moving? They wanted to recruit you. Exactly. <laughs> and I say no. And then when I came back to Vegas, like my management, first round management, it's a George Masvidal management. Okay. Like Tyron, Tyron Bully. Yeah. Me, yeah. Um, they sent me that fight. And I was like, man, I just saw this guy in the gym. Why are we fighting him? No, they talking shit about you. And they did a whole video like about so you. So they really wanted to like, pop really it up and pop hype it up. Pop it up and hype it gotcha. up. Okay. And I was like, man, this no, it doesn't make sense to me. And say, yeah, they want to fight you. You want to take the fire? No, I'm like, yeah, I'll fight anybody. I mean, I don't, now, I don't really care. Now so you you're, think not, he, you're not with that management team now, I'm right? not with that management team anymore, yeah. So let me ask you a question because we were talking about it before the show. And you said you kind of felt like it was a setup in a way. The way that the, everything was set up with the crowd. The with VIP the crowd. section was right by the cage. So you yeah. couldn't even hear your family, family or your coaches, coaches telling you what they were telling you do you think it was a setup not 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 trying to make excuses uh -huh. but do you think that it was something that they possibly saw you and they're like okay we can probably get him we can probably get into his head and let's book this fight and let's create it that's what we're trying to do since the beginning yeah no excuses i lost that fight that was all my fault okay. but yeah they set it up since the beginning they okay. knew they can get into my head and they did they actually did like no don't get me wrong they did it they did it right uh while, while I was walking to the fight, I have a lot of his, the guys of his team like walking around, yeah. you're gonna lose and screaming on me. So <laughs> they were actually getting yeah. into my head. So, yeah. and yeah, man, but I learned a lot from that. What I is the biggest going. thing you learned from that fight? Um, just to keep focused, no, no, doesn't matter what's around you, okay. you gotta keep your line, keep going straight. No outside noise. No outside noise, yeah. So question Nobody for you. To your head. That, that's hard in life in general. That's not, not, not just not just as yeah. and being an athlete, athlete, but sometimes trying to focus on what you have to accomplish in life, whether it's a job, whether it's taking care of your family, whether it's waking up and taking out the trash, you got to make sure that 
You're blocking you're out all the white noise, all, all of it. All the noise, so yeah. how how do you do that though? How do you make Man. sure now moving forward because you fought since then? I fought and you since won then your and fight I won since my then. fight and that's that's one of my biggest accomplishments. Like like get a win after that loss that hurt so much. Mm -hmm. I, I took like six months off. Okay. I never took that long of the of the fight. So I recover, I heal up, and I say, okay, let's take another fight and let's see how it's going. I put in that work like all the six months was a hard camp and I got the win. Got the win. I also learned that I cannot be I cannot win all my fights with the ground game. I gotta I gotta win my fights understanding too. Definitely, definitely. And that's okay. how I did on my last fight. The guy was a jiu-jitsu guy. He was trying to get into my ankles and stuff and grappling. I'm like, no, let's stand up, let's fight standing. Okay. So and, how, how hard is that though? Because watching MMA, I've been getting into MMA a lot more, and I try to watch a lot more of the up and coming guys, not necessarily just the big name guys, the, the champs. But Guys have to adapt to styles all the time. All the time. You are a great, great, great ground guy. Not saying you're not great on top, but what do you do to adjust to that, but also not lose focus of your ground oh, game you when you have yeah. to get back yeah. down there? Um, I started um, in this new gym, One Kicks, One Kicks Nick. Okay. He's a um, he's an old school Muay Thai guy, kickboxing. Okay. He have coach uh, Chuck Liddell and okay. old school guy. So I started training there, and I can use my ground game there. They're okay. all Muay Thai fighters. They're okay. all standing. So when we spar, I cannot take them down. I can't. You gotta stand I, I, I got to stand up and fight. And that was, uh, that's how I adapt my But But my I think game. the question that we're asking is more of how do you keep that ground game impeccable while also focusing on adapting to stand-up fighters? Exactly. I feel I feel like it's inside of me, man. Like, okay. like whenever it comes out natural, like whenever I'm fighting, I'm sparring MMA, like, I feel like when they're coming forward, I just can't take them down easily. No matter, doesn't matter. Um, so, so you're still, like, actively I'm still training? I'm still actively training yeah, okay. my wrestling. So yeah. no matter what, at the end of the day, you know you're a wrestler. I know, I know. Yeah. I'm you a wrestler. don't lose focus I on that. I don't lose focus okay. on that. I'm keep, keep wrestling with them all day long, yeah. So what happens when you get into a fight where you have a guy that his ground game is better than yours? And you feel it maybe after the first round, but he doesn't have a stand-up game like yours. How do you adjust at that point? Uh, I only feel that with Richie Lewis. He, ha he actually had a good like ground game. Okay. And I didn't know what to do at that time. Okay. I feel like on my next one, if the guy is a good ground game, I'm just going to keep standing and okay. keep putting my hands on him. You know. Okay. So you watch that fight a lot more after oh, it to learn I, I, I from it? I watch it like, in my last camp, I watch it every day before <laughs> training. Oh man! Every day before training, just to keep my mindset like yeah. it cannot happen again. You gotta work harder and harder. And That's harder. awesome, bro. How That's do awesome. you keep your mental like up though? Like, cause like obviously it's motivational because yeah. you see what you did wrong, wrong in that fight, yeah. but at the same time you're just witnessing over yeah. and over your defeat. Uh, no, so defeat. how do you? That watch that tough, and then go into the gym and say you know what this is going to be a great day a great day yeah because um it was so painful that day man yeah. so i'm like on my mind i'm like i don't want to feel that again so you gotta train harder and harder and you gotta get put in that work in the gym and do the best you can and because i don't want to feel that feeling again i just get back to the gym and put it on work. And keep doing yeah. what you gotta do keep man doing, yeah once again, Jose V, EMB, you are tuning to Straight Bet Sports live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Yes, we are back. I'm sorry. It feels good to say that. I know I sound like a broken record. <laughs> and I feel I sound like a little kid it in a candy store. Call it what it is. Call it what you want. Make fun of me. I don't care, man. But we are happy to be back. This is our home. This is where we belong. But I, I just had a comment. Go for so, it. Say uh, the comment. My friend Dale Francis, he says he actually trains Daniel, with you. Who? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says that he trains we, we with train, you. We train together. Yeah. Wait, we got another yeah, beef going on him. right here? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 So he, he doesn't do, like, he's not professional or anything okay, like so that, we, we but he says together, he trains at the gym that you train at, so. Nice, nice. I do want to give a shout out to a few people that are chiming in. Same people that follow us and watch us every single week, man. Goose Thomas chimes in and says, new time. I see you, Jose V. Straight Bet Sports. Talk to me nice eddie martinez our primo eddie from cali chiming in he does every week back at the studio let's go appreciate you guys and your support everybody on twitter too man there's a lot of people chiming in liking the stuff on twitter we greatly appreciate you jay madrazo should be here pretty soon he's gonna come in here and take some pictures okay. and hang out with us perfect um nice, i'm man. gonna be at the aces game afterwards today that's another good thing about this four o'clock time slot that i can make some of these games now yeah. after the show is over and not have to worry about that so it's pretty cool man but once again we have ernesto starboy rodriguez in the building hanging out with us today talking some mma now ernesto 
Um, I mean, a little birdie was talking to us earlier. You know what I mean? We got a little note there. Someone came over and was telling us some things. And someone said that, that you have an announcement that you wanted to make on our show oh, today. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. This is a big announcement. Um, I have a fight coming up. August 12th. Okay. Tough okay. enough. And the Thomas Mack and Let's Center. go. Yeah. Let's go. It's, it's a big announcement. Book it. Uh, make sure you go get tickets. Get UNLVtickets.com. Tickets are about to go like maybe a couple more days. Okay. But okay. they'll be there. Go there, support me. Gonna get this gonna get this W, man. Do we have an opponent? No yet. Okay. They actually okay. sent me one okay. and they were going to ask them if they wanna accept it. Okay. I'm not sure if they accept it or not. Okay. Like, but hopefully let's cross our fingers and yeah. okay. make it happen, man. So you're are you in the welterweight or in the lightweight division now? I'm in the welterweight now. That I'm what, in the welterweight. What, what so weight 170 weight? pounds. 170. Okay. Yeah, okay, I used gotcha. to fight uh I started my amateur career at 170. Okay. When I moved to pro, I went down to 155 ah, because okay. my coach wanted me to drop me down 155. But um after that Richie Louis lost, I feel like I need to go to go up. I cut like 30 pounds in one month okay. that actually drained me out. Okay. So I said, let's go up 170. I feel strong. So that's your great. comfort weight. That's my, that's, okay. yeah, that's, is that's that your walking weight. around weight? No. What's my your walking, walking around, around weight? 184. Okay. That's yeah. not bad. So that's not bad. Pounds. 14 pounds. That's good enough, okay. but not 30. No. You know <laughs> like, I'm, saying? I'm not trying yeah. to drop 30, 25 yeah, pounds. Man, that's that, more, that's yeah. rough. That, that's and I've been cutting my whole life, man, since I wrestled. Like I'm, I'm tired of that. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. I feel strong at 170, man. I feel like I, I can. Do you still feel up. like you move as quickly? It's quickly, yeah, definitely, because I'm still cutting 15 pounds, so my body gets lighter. You You're know? still picking yeah. up these guys and throwing them yeah, like yeah, exactly. So, 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 I don't think it's that's what I want to keep you. doing. So yeah, definitely. And when so, I was going to down 155, I wasn't like literally be able to beat them up because I was losing my strength. I oh, gotcha. So definitely, definitely yeah. now. Have you talked to any current UFC fighters or have any UFC fighters that you ran into crossed your path and giving you some advice? Uh, yeah, man. I see all the time Chidi and Jokowani. Okay. The, the and Jokowani's brothers. He's actually on a four-wing straight in the UFC. Okay. I talk to him like every other day when okay. I see him. And yeah, he actually gave me the advice to keep working my standing. He's actually a pretty good standing guy. Okay. And yeah, he gave me that advice. I, yeah, I see UFC fighters all the time, man. We tag each other, they support me, and I support them as well. Now, I want to talk a little more personal. It's like us. We do media, we have a show, but we also have a regular life. We have a regular day job when it comes to it at the end of the day. Not all pro fighters are at that level yet, right? Where all you yeah. can do is train and fight. Train. You live a regular life. You have a nine to five. Yeah, just like any... Talk any about other that. Worker, man. We, we've, yeah. had, we've had boxers in here that, that live that nine to five that are also pro, that are trying to juggle family, life, work, training, all that. Talk about your experience and has it been hard? Have you been able to figure it out and balance it? How is it for you? It is uh, it is really hard, man. It's not a secret that MMA, they don't get paid, they don't get paid pretty well at the beginning. And sometimes not even on, on top, you know? Gotcha. Good. So you gotta find something else to provide for, for your career, to provide for your family. And, and I do bartending, man. And yeah, it's hard. It's hard to balance that nine to five and then go to training or go to training and then go to work and gotcha. then go back to training again. You know, I train three times a day, man. Three I'm, times, three a, times day? a day, man. Jesus. Like, I wake up 6 a.m., I do Talk some wrestling. Yeah. Do some wrestling with high school kids. I okay. teach them. And at the same time, I'm learning. When you're teaching, you're learning. Really? And then go straight to Muay Thai. Do some standing and then jujitsu, go back, take a nap, and then go to work. Really? All night long. Wow. Yeah. So you work graveyard? I work, yeah, it's kind of sweet. Kind of like this guy yeah. over here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he gets off at 2 a.m., so it's yeah. not so, really graveyard. Yeah. It's like swings, <laughs> swing, swing. But, but I'm not going to pretend that I train three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> so. I can't even train getting up three yeah, times a day. Exactly. Yeah, man, it's hard sometimes to sleep like five, six hours a day. But Definitely. I guess it will pay off. Now you said that you train kids. Are you like at a school? Yeah, or at um, Durango High School. Really? Okay. So I teach them how to wrestle, okay. how to do something. And this is just volunteer work. Like volunteer, just, yeah, really? yeah. Okay. Volunteer with my wrestling coach. He actually asked me if I can help them oh, okay. with some techniques, That's and awesome. I like it, man. I I enjoy it. I like to get involved with that young with the young with people the young coming people up that coming up they got that yeah. they got the, the extra push and actually pushed me too Definitely. so i feel like i'm the 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 grown and the grown up and, and everything yeah, yeah. In the room so i gotta push them definitely definitely and so helps me a lot 
what's your long-term goal? Uh, I mean, obviously, it makes sense that it's the UFC, but what what steps, I would say, are you trying to do to get there? Uh, and have you talked to anyone about what the process of going from, like, tough enough circuit to, like, a UFC? Yeah, circuit? I'm 3-1 as a pro, about to be 4-1, if okay. you guys want. So I feel like... <laughs> good, to be good. I, I like it, man. Yeah, so I feel like maybe one or two more two more wins would get me in a, in a bigger league. Okay. Like Bellator, UFC, okay. PFL. That's, that's uh, the first step to get into the UFC. Once you, you got those eyes from the from the from a bigger league, like um, gonna attract the UFC eyes too. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So you're not in a rush. You know how to get there. I'm not in a rush, man. I'm 24 years old. I'm not in a rush at all. I'm just step by step. I I know I will get there. And so not 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 for you to sound cocky or confident. Do you honestly believe that one day you're gonna be in the UFC and be a champ? Yes, definitely. definitely. I feel like I have the tools to be there. When I when I see some fights, I feel like I can dominate them. Maybe not like knock them out or something, but I feel like I can dominate them. I can out wrestle them. Yeah. Uh, good wrestlers. I feel they don't have the striking, so I feel like I have it all. And it's just the beginning, so I will keep growing. So and one sorry. thing real quick that I and then I'll let you get to your point. The one thing that I will say is that I've seen a lot of tough enough fights. I've covered a tough enough event live in Mesquite. We we're talking about yeah. that earlier. Been live right in front of the cage and seen these fighters. I'll be honest with you, respectfully, and I'm not saying this because you're on the show. You're one of the best fighters I've seen in Tough Enough in a while. And, and what I mean by that, your style doesn't look like an amateur. Yeah. You look like someone that's been doing this for a very long time. long time. I'm telling you, the way you bring people to the ground, if no one has seen, please look it up on YouTube. It's very easy to find his videos. The way you bring people down, it's crazy. Once you bring someone down, it's like the fight's over. In my yeah. opinion, they don't get up and they can't. You just pin them and, and your wrestling is great. Not saying your, your, your stand-up game is not, but... Tough enough has to get a lot more credit because of what you're doing, and that's mm -hmm. going to get you and catapult exactly. you where you want to yeah. go eventually. Exactly. But the big thing with that, and you mentioned it earlier, working a nine to five, making your money, getting paid, not getting paid that much in MMA, moving up. You talk about sponsors. How important is it for you to get sponsors? We need sponsors to be on the radio. We do that. You're a fighter. It's more important for you to get sponsors. How much more do sponsors handle? Your money making, if that makes sense, then you actually what you get from Tough Enough. Man, uh, I have getting sponsors since my day one fighting career. And that actually motivated me to step in the case because okay. it's not the same when you get money from any way that not getting money at all Correct. and fighting for free. So yeah, sponsors is the biggest, biggest support in my career are the sponsors right now. And not right now, since the day one. Okay. Since day one. I actually stepped in that case from for my first amateur fight because I had sponsors. Okay. I don't think if I had any sponsor, I, would, I wouldn't step in the cage because it was actually fighting for free. Who gotcha. wants to fight for free? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. So, sponsors is my biggest support in my career, definitely, man. Okay. And shout out to Hardin for sponsoring my last fight. Uh, all the sponsors that I have from my day one career, man. And then last question, I know you got one. I just, I want to add to this one. How, how did you get how did you create what you did to get these sponsors? Is it you or do you have someone marketing behind you? It's me, man. It's okay. all about me. Yeah. I I saw myself. I saw my 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 picture, my image. Okay. So I I just present them the plan. Like I'm gonna put them on my shirts, on my teachers, on my social media. And they like the idea. Yeah. They like they they wanna support a fighter. And and they, they, the them, they see and the they talent. They see the talent. Yeah, and they then see your the charisma, your and attitude. Like, exactly, you man. seem it like all a champ already. Together, if that yeah. makes sense, you know what I mean. It all comes together. Comes out in the yeah. cube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And everything. Keep my flag all wrapped up. I'm trying, man. I'm so, trying, but that, that's how that's how I get to make business with them, man. Oh, man. Definitely, that's awesome. So I've asked a couple fighters from obviously like boxers that we've had on the show. So. With film and stuff, you said that you looked at your defeats, right? Going into a fight, do you do you study your opponent, see what like tendencies they have and stuff like that, and ha like how meticulous are you with that prepare preparation? Yeah, definitely. Me and my coaches, we sit down, we put in a big TV, we watch uh, all my opponent's fights, the mistake he makes, the good things that he makes. And we, we, we start working from that. Like, we start hitting pads. If he moves his head from this side, we got to throw that right hand to it. And, yeah, it's it's about my coaches. That's Gotcha. They got that, that accomplishment. So, yeah. Gotcha. It's definitely from them. 
Once again, Jose V, EMB, Straight Bet Sports. You're live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Thank you so much for tuning in and chiming in tonight. It's, it's already nighttime on the East Coast, so yeah. we can say tonight. I'm just so used to saying tonight because <laughs> right. we're always here at nighttime at 9 o'clock. You know what I mean? But we did have a new segment that we were going to do. We're still going to do it. We just got some kinks, some things that we're working out. The homie Taze is still going to be a part of the show. He's going to be coming on, hanging out with us, chopping it up. That's not going to change. We're just flipping it up, doing some things differently here. We're going to have a little bet segment that we want to give out and talk about some gambling here. Obviously, the name of the show is Straight Bet Sports. But Ernesto, before we let you go, my guy, because we're going to move on and talk some sports here, but... I want to ask you a question because we are also a sports gambling show. We talk sports gambling from time to time. Hmm. You mentioned that you do like to bet. Now, that's not getting you in trouble because you're allowed to bet. We know that. Um, some NFL players, <clears throat> Calvin Ridley, can't do that because they'll get in trouble. But you said that you do like to gamble I a, a little bit. I do, yeah. Talk about some of the bets that you do put in. You said parlays, but it's only an MMA, which is interesting because you said you don't bet anything else. No, actually, it's not only MMA, it's MMA and boxing. Ah, okay. MMA and boxing. So yeah. fighting in general. So fighting in general, okay. because it's, it's, it's what I know. Okay. Like, I like NBA, I watch it the whole time, I like NFL too, okay. but I just don't like how to bet on them. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You understand the other sports I, better. I understand the other sports, so yeah. And yeah, I do like to bet, I haven't got the best look, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's the biggest bet you've hit so far? Uh, haven't get it. Haven't hit. You haven't hit anything, bro. Sosa, if you're watching, bro, Wise Guys Diamond Club, we gotta hook my guy up over here and, and yeah. take care of him because he's, he's got. A, he's got. We gotta get him on the he wing gotta, side. Yeah, man. man. Yeah, I need that. Okay. So okay. I actually bet him on, on the last uh, boxing match okay. against uh, Dennis Ugas and Spencer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I put it on my on my guy. Of Ugas. course, you have to. You yeah, gotta support. but I was so confident going to win, man, <laughs> and he just lost. He 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 lost, man. I, that was, right. was alright. So you follow boxing, right? I follow boxing a little bit. Yeah, 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 for sure. Canelo Triple G. Is it too late, or are you excited to see that fight? I'm very excited, man. Very excited to see that fight and see what they both gonna bring. I think Canelo's gonna take it, man. He just fought a big guy, though. Yeah. And uh, coming down now yeah. to Triple G again. Now you, you gonna... say you say you think he's gonna beat him. So let me ask you, who won the first fight? Who I do you won. think? Won the first fight. That was close. That was really close. <laughs> that was close. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, if you had, know, to, score, if you had to score, who if won I had the to first score, fight? I would say Triple G. Okay. See, uh, thank you. Finally, somebody, yeah, yeah. somebody jumps in. The second fight, I, 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 I can yeah. see it. Canelo, I'm okay with yeah. that. But the first fight to me was either Triple G or a draw. I don't think Canelo no draw, won no, it. No, no, I'm okay with a yeah. draw or, or Triple G. But I agree with that. I, mm -hmm. I, I do think that this fight is a little bit late. But I think it's good for the sport of boxing right now because it's yeah. still two names that people still want to see fight. Yeah. Triple G has a huge Hispanic, not only Hispanic, but Mexican following. Mexican, yeah. A lot of people follow this guy and they love and respect him. And it's funny because there's a lot of Mexican fans that don't like Canelo that yeah. love Triple G. Yeah. So it just, it, it, it builds up more and it sells more tickets and all that. But Ernesto, before we let you go, my man, one more time, let everyone know where they can find you on all things social media and plug that fight one more time, my guy. Uh, yeah, man, I gotta work on my Twitter. I don't have any followers on my Twitter. Let's, let's so, work yeah. on this guy's Twitter account. Starboy MMA. Go follow my Twitter right there, guys. And Starboy MMA on Instagram. Ernesto Starboy Rodriguez on Facebook. YouTube, Ernesto Starboy MMA. And yeah, got a fight coming up. August 12th, Thomas Market Center. Can't be more excited, man. There we go. Ready to put it in a show. Ernesto, we greatly appreciate you, my guy. You're more than welcome to hang coming. out in the studio. Me and Ian are going to finish up and do our thing here. Perfect, this is not the last time we're going to have you in. No, no, we're going to have you back. I want to have after. you back either before your next fight. Actually, no, I'll be in Mexico in August, so I won't yeah. be able to do it, which we got to talk about that too because you're going to be doing the show by yourself. But when we get back, when I get back and your fight's over, we're going to have you back in here for four sure. and one. Remember that. You'll be 4-1 <laughs> when we get him yeah. back four in and here. 4-1, no doubt. My man, appreciate Thank you, you so much. Okay. Thank best you of luck to you. Continued, continued luck, to, uh, continued success to you. Best of luck and God bless, my man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate Same. you. Ernesto Starboy Rodriguez, man, joining us here on Straight Bet Sports on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Now, let's jump into some sports talks conversation because we got we got about 30, <laughs> about 24 minutes here, but yeah. we got some things that we got we to gotta throw out there. The one unpack, thing that, man. The, the one thing that I'm going to unpack real quick because it was out there, yeah. Baker Mayfield to the Carolina Panthers. We saw Panthers. that. That was the big news today so yeah. far that happened on the way in. We saw the trade. Browns are still going to pay, I think, about four and a half mil somewhere around so, there of his salary. So that's interesting because it, they, they only gave a fifth conditional pick for it. So it can turn into a fourth round pick. But I was curious because when i first heard that i was like no like the browns have to be covering like the whole contract but it does look like the panthers and the browns are going to be splitting it so 
interesting. It's crazy uh, though. Low bro, risk, because... high upside, but that quarterback room is weird, bro. And you <laughs> check this out. You basically brought in a guy, Deshaun Watson, and paid him all that money. Yeah. Might not play this year. Jacoby now you got Jacoby Brissett, which you also paid him a bit yeah. to be there. Remember that. And he's still getting paid with that contract he had from the Colts. I think that I still believe there's still yeah, some money he, in there. Brissett's not Brissett's that bad paid. for himself, man. And then here's the other <laughs> scenario when we're talking about contracts and quarterbacks. Carolina just paid Sam yeah. Darnold all that money to be their starter just a year ago. What do you do now? And then everyone forgets they also drafted Matt Corral. So you you have Correct. a quarterback room. And you still room. got P.J. Walker. And you have P.J. Walker. So you have a quarterback room with Baker Mayfield, who was the number one overall pick. Yes. You have Sam uh, Darnold. I want to say Sam Bradford because like, their Sam Darnold top is three, I think, <laughs> was number but, three pick, something uh, like that. Two. I two, think yeah. he is yep. picked two by the Jets. And then now you have Matt Corral, who I believe they took in the third or fourth round. But a lot of people said he has first and second round upside right so it'll be interesting it really seems like their whole strategy is throw all three quarterbacks at training camp and like into the fold and see who beats out who because i i don't know it's gonna be interesting though because i was thinking about the trade and i'm trying to look at it and i'm trying to say what positives can i find from this right what 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 can i see here so I wrapped my head around it. I, I went, I looked at the roster. I looked at who's there. I looked at the possibilities of injuries, health, this and that. And all, all I kept thinking to myself, if I'm being honest, is if Christian McCaffrey stays healthy, yeah. Baker Mayfield will have a great year. Now, I'm sorry. Baker Mayfield will have a good year if he's the starting quarterback for the is. Carolina Panthers. And the reason I say that, before Hunt went down, oh yeah, before um, Nick Chubb went down, they had a great running game in Cleveland. And, and Baker he, looked, and Peck, he looked great. Yeah, he, he did. He looked like a good Didn't they starting go like quarterback. Eleven and five that year, when, when everyone like was healthy. I and think last they went year too, in the beginning part of the season, win. before he got hurt, before the running backs weren't doing as much, he didn't look bad. He, no. he he didn't look bad at all. So again, we know Christian McCaffrey's injuries, though. We know his injury prone. Yeah. We know what happened last season. We know how hot and how good Darnold looked with McCaffrey. Oh, so yeah. that's why I'm saying completely different. I think when McCaffrey Baker Mayfield out. being here. Not necessarily is a bad thing for him, nor Carolina, as long as the set pieces around him are healthy. And not only that, if you're Robbie Anderson, what are you going to do now, too? Are you going to finally step up and be that number one? (laughs) What are you going to do? I'm I'm just saying. You have that contract, too. You got paid to stay there. So that's an interesting topic because I don't know if you remember, there was a post early on in the offseason where there was the rumor that Baker was potentially going to the Panthers. And Robbie Anderson is like, no. He's like, I'm good. Yeah, like, he's like, this. I'm good. I don't want to so, deal with it. And, and he's he's been on record to like kind of like flaunt out, like he might retire type of thing. So we'll we'll see how that dynamic in Carolina works out. I did think at the start of the offseason, that was the most realistic landing spot for Baker. However, when they picked Matt Corral, I kind of threw that out the window. But... We'll, we'll see. I, I, I'm excited for the new opportunity for Baker because I do think, I, I don't think he's elite, but I do think that he gets a bad rap. Like, I, I think that a lot of people blame him for a lot of things that are outside of his control. I got you. So I, I feel like a new scene, scenery for him is the best thing for both parties. Although Browns are like totally... Now, <laughs> totally messed up now. So. Sticking to the NFL, though, McLaurin, which is a guy that you and I have talked about, and, and more you, meaning you've mentioned him to me so many times when it comes to our conversations about he hasn't signed. You have um, Carson Wentz there. What's really going to happen? The deal is done. It's deal set. Done. At this point, it's time to shut up and get to work, right? Yep. If you're Carson Wentz, you have your number one. You have no excuses. You're both healthy. What do you do now? Yeah, you could argue that this is technically the best receiving core that Carson Wentz has had in his entire career. So you could say that that he has no excuses, like you said. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, they might have something uh, there because we all know Carson Wentz has a cannon for an arm. Terry McLaurin is incredibly fast. Speedster so, for sure. Uh, so, and he has a route tree. So he he's easily, I think, a top 10 receiver You know, right now. Maybe top 12. Uh, if we're being honest with it, but they paid him three years, 71 million, uh, I believe is like 50 million guaranteed. So it's a nice chunk of money. He's in the 20, 25 million range. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see, uh, what happens with Carson Wentz and the boys. 
A lot more going to happen in the NFL coming up in the in the coming weeks, in the coming days. So we'll definitely have a lot more to talk about. We'll be live during the NFL season, which is fun. So we'll have a lot going on. If you guys know me and you guys have followed me already, you know I love NFL and I love to talk about it. So the show will be NFL heavy during the season. But we got some NBA to talk about as well, Absolutely. obviously. NBA Summer League is already happening, not here in Vegas, but we have games going on in other cities right now. The California Classic and all that other stuff that they're doing. Chet Holmgren, big last night in his debut you know what I mean? Looked, looked, looked really good in the summer league. Even had KD giving him shout out saying, I see you number seven because he was wearing his kicks yeah. and all that. Yeah. Obviously, you know, NBA stars care about fashion a lot more nowadays than it was back in the day. But he set an NBA summer league record yesterday. Now, a lot of people don't believe that he's going to do much because of size. We've seen a lot of guys that can do much in the college ranks and then come out and just their game does not adapt to the NBA style. One of the biggest names that I can remember today is, is Jimmer Fredette. Jimmer Fredette was a great college. I'm t- I listen to I mean, he was buckets all day in college basketball. Couldn't cut it in the NBA. Yeah. But 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 he's in Japan right now making bank, and he's probably MVP, superstar. He's won championships, all that. So it's just crazy how styles don't necessarily transcend to the pro level. Now it's only one game. It it's only, only summer game. league. He's not playing against the rosters. He's not playing against the vets, the big names, the guys with the contracts just yet in games that matter. Can he continue this in a regular season? But according to him, uh, LeBron's nothing special. So we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. He's just trying to get he, it hyped when up. He He's trying to be that gets, guy. Uh, you know, in LeBron's face. Yeah. So. But LeBron uh, will remind him. Yeah, I just want. You know, I, I'm going to uh, brag a little bit here. I uh, just want to announce that I announced the Durant request trade last week oh here we go and uh my co-host said that is utterly ridiculous but it did happen the day after i announced it so hours uh, not even a day it happened hours hours let's be real jeez if i'm gonna give you credit we're gonna give you the credit the right way god so i I just want to put that out there yeah you called it you sure did you sure did but i but i also said i also said to the extent that will both of these stars be there eventually and from what it looks like no it looks like there's a possibility that neither of them neither are going to be, be there, there at the start of the season. Which now, wouldn't that be amazing if Ben Simmons is the only all-star on that team? Now I want to talk about some of these ridiculous contracts. I'm sorry, some guys deserve to yeah. get paid, but some don't. And, and and it's gotten to the point now where this is where we're at. It's all about everyone's game. It's all about style points. Mm-hmm. How stylistic have you been in your career? What have you done? How much have you brought to our franchise? Case in point, and I love the guy and I respect this game, John Wall. The the I think you and I have played more pickup games in the last three years than he's played in his career in the last three years. But yet he's made 138 million, I believe, in that time span, which is ridiculous how some of these contracts are getting out of hand. Now, the reason I say that, who in their right mind, and I understand why they did it, because if they don't do it, someone else is going to do it. So they don't want someone else to give them that money. And then they reach. How the hell and why did Zion Williamson <laughs> get so much money? Why? But, I understand the yeah. talent is there. The possibility. 85 but the games. guy has been hurt. 85 games in three years. Three years. That's one season. Almost. That's one, we can't play that's not we can't even play a full season. Like, I mean, like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Really? Like, is, 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 is this where it's gotten to? That we're afraid of letting go a possible big talent? What was it? 193 talent? million? Something like Bro, that? Bro, the, the, the overall extension he got, I think it's a, a total of like 200 and something million over four Wait. or five years. It's ridiculous. Well, it's 230 if he gets if he MVP plays. this year. If he does certain things, it'll be 230. Um, or if he gets uh, first team All-NBA this year. So there's stipulations for the 230, but it's still yeah. 193. And, and I do know that they put in heavy injury protections in the language of the contract. So they are, it, it's it's not as bad as it looks face value, but it's still pretty bad. But then again, you But you see, guys got to understand it's New Orleans and it's a team that doesn't, like, they're not getting free agents yeah. there, so they have yeah. to buy their own players. And the chance you take on him, if he does become a healthy player, He's been great when he's played. Oh, absolutely. I mean, so, he, he's... You have to take that chance. He's set efficiency records. And another thing that played, I can so. think of, too, just based off of Quan, what Quan just said, is that it's New Orleans. Not everyone's trying to flock to get there. If he does stay healthy and you he then, does produce, then you have trade asset at that point. You have trade asset. Let's say you don't want to keep him you because you have a star, win. like, exactly. bring, bring them in. So, like, that, uh, so okay. I can understand. 
Thank but, you, Paul. Here's Amanda. the thing, though. He has to stay healthy for this contract to be legit. Yeah. If there's any possibility of that ever happening, he so, has to lose some weight, man. I agree. Like, he's too he, heavy. He has he's to. Too His heavy. knees just like you already have, have foot and knee injuries. Uh, yeah, he has a foot injury. He has a knee injury. Like you're, and, and even in, I think he has a meniscus tear as well. Like he, so, wow. He he has quite a few. You think? Lower leg injuries already, <laughs> like so he needs to lose. I I say he has to get to around like two seventy. Right? But that's why they didn't rush him back last year because he was ready to come back. He wanted to come back, but the team's like, chill. We're not yeah. going anywhere right now, anyways. Chill out. You're you're an asset for the future. You're yep. still young, uh, and, and so he he has to have a great year this year if he wants that extra forty million yep. on his contract. So I think we'll see him. You know. Do do you think play they, well if he doesn't get hurt? But I mean, you're right. It's it's hard with that many injuries, and you're a big dude. Like, can your body handle that over and over again? We have to see a full season of him yeah. to, to believe it, yeah, right? Definitely. We, we the have way to see at least a too, seventy like, game season. Because the way he year. plays, he you know he's rim protector. He just throws it down. He has yeah. zero regard for how he lands. So. He, he has to do some adjustments if he's going to survive in this league. And I said it when he got drafted. I really did believe that it was going to be a major issue, um, long longevity, like in an injury. So we'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, I wonder if they actually, when they shut him down, when you said that he is ready, I wonder if they like sat him down and said, hey, look, you don't have to rush back. We're going to like pay you. Like we're going to figure out True. a contract. True. Because. A lot of athletes, when they're, you know, approaching that uh, extension, they do rush themselves back because they're like, oh, I have to get, I have to prove myself to my organization. So I wonder if the, they actually sat him down. And but if you love basketball, you just want to play. It's like, bro, that I want to, I've seen all these tweets and everything online. Like, I want to show people like, yo, I'm good. And then Kev Ray chimes in, and it's kind of to the point that I wanted to say too as well. He goes, New Orleans is a pretty good team. He might could get them over the hump. I agree with that because yeah. I was just thinking about that when you both were talking. They have a good nucleus there. They have a good set team as long as Zion comes back and stays healthy. And even if he comes back, I honestly well, feel... Well, you see what they did in the playoffs. They almost, you know, beat... Uh, who they played the in the second one round? Uh, Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. They almost oh, yeah. beat them. Like and, They, they and, competed with them. And I think McCollum was a great... Like, is a Bro, great that's a perfect fit. Like, perfect. Per perfect player. And Brandon Ingram. Like, come on. And I, I think that... You're right. I think if he comes back, if he's healthy, if he can actually stay on the court... I mean, like, he has to actually stay on the court. Yep. Then, yeah, they very well can make them contenders next year. So, next question. KD, Primo Eddie chimes in, which is great because that, that's a big topic of conversation yep. right now. Where does he play next season, right? Obviously, we see everything that's being talked about. We see everything that's being said. From what it sounds like and from everything that it looks like, the Nets aren't Brooklyn. trying to cater. Uh, yeah. They're not trying to cater to what KD wants. They're trying to cater more to what Kyrie wants, which is crazy. Yeah. But here's the thing, and I'm not going to use this as my own quote because it's not, but I kind of agree with it. KD, I mean, he basically went to New Orleans, got paid. I'm sorry, to the to the Nets, got paid forty mil. He still has rehabbed on their dime and got better. Didn't win anything. <laughs> Didn't win anything. But now you're asking for a trade to go somewhere else. Yeah. If you get traded and you win a chip with superstar somewhere else, I'm sorry, KD, you are not an all time great because you left to create something in Brooklyn, to win without superstars, yeah. just one guy, which I'm okay with two guys being superstars together, but you went to create something and win, and it didn't work, and you're asking for out now. So what are we doing? It's Golden State all over again is basically what you're saying. It's gonna, I'm not saying he's going to go to Golden yeah, State, but, but that's he's scenario looking for number one seeds. Now, Someone where I think that he should go, not where I think he's yeah. going to land. I honestly believe, and I feel that the best possible scenario for him to win another championship is if he goes to Boston. Now, what does Boston have in trade assets to give up without giving up that much? I don't know. No. But in general, no. I feel that Boston can be a better fit for him to win a chip now if you're still getting and keeping Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and uh, Al Horford, obviously the vet. Maybe Marcus Smart, but he might be part of a trade bait there if we're talking about that when it comes to KD, right? Yeah, I'm starting to believe the point that I made that Durant was going to make the request is the same reason why Kyrie is going to be the one that leaves and Durant is going to be the one that stays is because especially with the Rudy Gobert trade, his value went astronomically high. I mean, Rudy Gobert went for basically five uh, first round picks, uh, four first round and then I think a uh, first round player, correct? Or was it a swap? 
So it's a there's a swap in there, and then I think it was their first rounder of this year. Yeah. So and then five other players. Yeah. So th- that just tra- a lot. <laughs> that trade made the value just astronomical. Teams don't want. It reminds me of the who's the receiver that got uh, Dev- paid oh, first this uh, year. Devonte Adams. And then no, uh, Tyreek Hill. Who? Tyreek. No, Kale. Kristen Kirk. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. And, Kirk, and that yeah, just yeah. up the value of everybody. Yeah, everybody. Like, everyone's value. This Rudy Gobert thing is gonna make it ridiculous <laughs> for KD because if they Absolutely. got that for him for Gobert, yeah. Just imagine what KD would get. I think what they're asking is for an all-star player and like five picks, which. Speaking of speaking of which, real quick, Minnesota is going to be scary next year. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I they know, got rid of some good players. They though. did. Yeah, they did. They did. So but... the, the place that I would like to see <laughs> Katie, the place that I'd love to see Katie, it, I don't think it's going to happen, but I'd love to see him uh, in Dallas. I think him with Luca would be absolutely phenomenal. I think wow. that would be. I think that would be scary for the. Bold in, over here. I think that would be scary for the entire. Tell me more. Tell me more. I want to hear this. In the entire league. Okay. Uh, they they did just lose Bronson, but I think Luca with his, just the way that he facilitates, which is another it, overreaction contract in my opinion. <laughs> but anyways, keep going. But the way that he facilitates the ball, that I think that it would be a perfect fit. And this league has proven that while a big three does often work, a duo like a strong duo is almost just as efficient. So. I, I think that that's my number one destination that I would love to see. I don't know if they have the capital to make it happen, make it happen. but if I was their organization, I would be looking into every opportunity to see if I can make KD and Luka uh, a thing. So we got about six minutes to go, so we're going to finish up here real quick. I'm just going to give one thought on the Lakers real quick. I think they've had one of the worst off seasons of any team this year so far when it comes to their signings. Um, all they have left are the league minimum, whatever the hell they're called, contracts to offer. They have nothing else to offer anyone. Um, if I'm being honest, and people have called me crazy for the last couple of weeks since I've been saying this since Darwin Ham got 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 uh, hired, keep what you have. Yeah. I honestly think that you keep what you have, you play through this season, and the next season you get rid of all the trash. Think about it. Westbrook's contract is gone. LeBron can leave if he wants. The only thing you have left is AD at that Start point. Start Exactly. There's nothing wrong with letting your rookie head coach go through some growing pains. Who knows? What if he does figure out what's a Westbrook? What if they do figure this out and get good? You never know. I say, instead of trying to get into the Kyrie Irving sweepstakes, instead of trying to bring in all these other big names and KD and all this, just play with what you have. So you wouldn't do a Kyrie for Westbrook swap right now? No, with Absolutely like not. one or two picks. Absolutely I not. I would do that in a heartbeat. Absolutely not. <laughs> in a Absolutely heartbeat. Absolutely not. Uh, you know why? It's already done. You know why? It's already done. You know why? Yeah. I don't I honestly I honestly do I honestly I honestly believe that Kyrie Irving does not care about playing basketball anymore. I, I do. He, he's after, on the contract year. I promise he'll play this year. After <laughs> him losing so much money last year and then all of a sudden couldn't get a sign and trade and decides to opt in to get paid. He's missing out on money. All he cares about is money. That's my opinion. I don't know anything. I'm not behind closed doors. I'm not his agent. I'm not the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know anything. I'm not Kyrie. I'm not in his head. I'm just going based off of last season. What happened? What's going on now? You said, I don't work for no one. I work for me. All of a sudden, you got to show up to work to get paid, and you opted into that contract. So, therefore, I honestly believe Kyrie does not care about basketball anymore. Or you turned down $37 Of course not. But he exactly. lost 17 mil last year. Okay, so so he, of course he's not so, going to turn down 37 million. But, but, but why did he lose it? Because he did not want to play. So he L- wasn't the one that didn't want to play. LA he could tried have played to play. Is there a vaccination restriction no. with LA? No. 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 They don't have that. Look, COVID's uh, yeah. over. There's no vaccination restriction anywhere. So. You do that trade in this second. It's already done. There's zero <laughs> chance Russell Westbrook is a Laker. And there's 100% chance Kyrie will be if it's. At the beginning of the season or at the trade deadline, it's it's so already you think done. it's gonna happen. It's done. Okay, they just they're just trying to figure out if the there's logistics. a third team involved or, or whatever else is going on. Yeah, it's done. He he's we'll a free, he's a free agent after next year, so he will play because he's playing for a new contract. So if we only get one good year of Kyrie, cool. If if, if everyone's healthy. Kyrie and LeBron already know how to play together. You don't have to yeah. teach them how to play together. They played great together. And AD, on top of that, they could easily win the championship if everyone's healthy. Let me throw this final hypothetical. Easily. I know, I know, we're, I know we got five minutes or we're out of time. Let's say, hypothetical, they have a great season, they win the chip. Does Kyrie and LeBron re-sign and stay with the Lakers at that point? Or, or do you say, I'm good, I can dip? 
Who knows? Who cares? We want another chip. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kwan's like, who knows? Who cares? We want another chip. That's Kyrie all right. Uh, you know, retire and go into genetics. Who knows? No, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. Final thoughts, my guy. We're about to get on out of here. What you got, Ian? Uh, just uh, make sure that you guys are following us. Um, sorry, I forgot my handle. Uh, <laughs> at EMB underscore sports, uh, straight best sports, uh, Jose underscore Volante. Make sure that you go and file. Uh, Make sure you go and follow uh, Ernesto Rodriguez. And also just remember August 12th, his next fight, Thomas and Max there. Uh, you can look on, I believe it's unlvtickets.com is where they usually sell those. So uh, make sure that you're paying attention. We're going to have a lot coming in store in the next uh, couple weeks. And uh, pack the that, Mac. That's it. Yeah. Pack the Mac, as they pack like to the call Mac, it. Yeah. If you've been to a tough enough event, you know that's what it is. Pack the Mac. They do it a lot. It's a great stuff, man. Great organization. They got a lot of good fights and a lot of good fighters coming up in that circuit. So please check out our guy, Ernesto Starboy Rodriguez, and give him a follow. Give him a chat. Give him a support. The guy will hit you up. He will respond to you. He will like, and he will follow you. Trust me, he's that type of individual. He's not just on the rise and trying to push everybody aside. He's letting you go on the ride with him. But we appreciate him for being in the, in the show tonight and in the studio with us. Goose Thomas, appreciate you, my guy. He says, dope show, fellas. Appreciate you as always. Make sure you check out their show. Let the ball bounce here on Tuesdays and Saturdays on the same network, Gorilla Cross Radio. But um, before we go, man, my final thoughts, I got to give a big shout out to two people. One of them is Mike Jones, our guy on um, Twitter. He was one of the first persons to hook us up and jump in and try to sponsor and give us some support. So we appreciate it. My guy Plug, also on Twitter, Plug Sports. The guy does the spaces every single morning, breaking down the whole MLB card. If you guys want to make some free money, make sure you follow him and do that as well. My guy Sosa, the locksmith from Wise Guys Diamond Club. He's always sharing, retweeting, helping me push everything and letting people know what we got. So we appreciate him for his support because he's helping us grow on Twitter and helping the show grow as well. So we appreciate that. And to our two silent sponsors, because we do have two, Ian, we greatly appreciate you guys. You know who you are. You know what you did. And you know why you did it. And we appreciate you guys for doing it. So thank you so much for, for being a part of the show, sponsoring us, and letting us be here back on Gorilla Cross Radio. We have a lot of things in store, a lot of ideas, a lot of things Feels to do. Great being we back. have giveaways that we got coming up. I haven't told you about that. I'm working on that as well. We're going to be giving out merchandise, hopefully tickets to games coming up soon. So we're working on all of that. We're trying to up the ante, give you guys a little more excitement. And for my people on the East Coast, we give out stuff. If we give out tickets to games and you're going to be out here and you're going to be traveling, let us know, man. We'll hook you up as well. We'll try to do that. But my final thought as we end up here, Las Vegas Aces, man. Two and three in their last five games after starting hot. One of the hottest, if not the hottest team in the WNBA. Now they're in second place right behind the defending champion Chicago Sky just by half a game because of the win-loss margin there. Now, their last game, they got completely embarrassed at Minnesota, 102-71, to just routed, 31-point loss. I believe is what was the worst loss in franchise history, which is just crazy. I don't see that happening again tonight. They are at the crib tonight. They're taking on Sabrina Unescu and the New York Liberty. New York comes in at 8-12, as where Las Vegas is 15-6. The line currently sits at the Las Vegas Aces are minus 11.5 on Boyd Gaming. Money line is minus 750. Over and under right now sits at minus, I'm sorry, over and under sits at 169 and a half, minus 110 both ways. And if we're looking at team totals, Aces team totals over 90 and a half, New York Liberty over 78 and a half. Here's the thing. I've said it all season and I'll say it again. This team needs to figure out the defensive side of the ball. I, I asked coach before and she said the offense wasn't where they wanted to be, but you're, they're scoring 92 plus points per game. The offense is there, ladies. Let's be honest. Clear it up and fix it up and clean it up on the defensive side of the ball and we won't have any issues. A 31-point loss should not happen with this type of team and with this coach team. But my bet tonight, I'll be at the game, 7 p.m. tip-off at the Michelob Ultra Arena here in Las Vegas. I like the team total on the Las Vegas Aces. Over 90 and a half, sitting at minus 112. That's what I'm giving out for you guys tonight. Once again, for Jose V, EMB, Quan59, our guest in the studio, Ernesto the Starboy Rodriguez, MMA fighter, joining us in the studio. My guy, Jay Madrazo, is joining us here last minute, chilling with us in the studio. We greatly appreciate you. And for everyone that chimed in, that joined in, that shared, that liked, that followed, that commented, we greatly appreciate you. Don't forget, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your mom, tell your uncle, tell your cousin. I don't care. Next week, it's 4 p.m. We're live once again. Evansville, 
point guard, former UNLV guard, Marvin Coleman, joining us live here on the show. We greatly appreciate you guys. Till next week, we are out. Peace. Later.